Welcome to Set Podcast, episode 80. I'm your co-host, Joe Lindholm, along with Jason Shirley. Jason, tell me what time it is. It's just a public service announcement. Sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans, it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and <laughs> recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho, oh, H to the O-V. I used to move you know what the Bears did today, brother? Bears. Did they reintroduce themselves? They did. They did with uh, without Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, so is that going to be uh, sports radio for a week? Oh, 100%. Bears. Start the chase, Daniels. Why don't they start Chase Daniels from the beginning? Yeah, no. He was so, so good yeah, in no. preseason. Yeah, no, 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 no. <clears throat> so Bears win today, Jay. Yeah. Um, 16 to probably be six. more excited about it. Uh, Trubinsky bounced uh, about four or five plays into the first drive. First series, yeah. Um, left shoulder injury didn't look good when he landed. Uh, he was in pain a lot. Um, oh, wait, here's in the background. What is that? Oh, wait, there it is. Yeah, yeah, we still need to celebrate it, of course. They won, uh, they beat the Viking. The Viking looked like trash. What is with us? You know, (laughs) know. we're three and one, yes, and we're acting like, yes, you know, we're hating it, we're hating life, right? Exactly, we're like, oh. You know, fuck off there. You know what? That's what expe- expectations do for you. That's right. You When you set the bar, the bar has mm-hmm. to be met. And uh, so far, so good. Um, we talked about it on the our previous podcast, episode 79B, about they need to really keep an eye on Devin Cook. Like, that was going to be mm-hmm. the key to it, right? Um, right. Devin Cook, 14 carries, 35 yards. That's huge. That is a huge job by uh, the Bears' defense without Roquan Smith, who was uh, out for personal reasons. The the video, the uh, CBS broadcast said personal. So I have mm-hmm. no idea why. Um, I don't know if it's a family Everything's death or uh, I don't know, but um, it's personal. Yeah, the Bears still won. It's all good. Uh, 16-6. Um, da, 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 let's see. Uh, rushing Hicks was on the sideline. Huge cheerleader. For, Hicks uh, also didn't play correct. Um, yeah. Uh, the rushing receiving, Jay, uh, 50-50 literally. 33 carries, 33 pass attempts. So, Well, the last, was it the last two series or the last three series? They were three and out with, you know, running into the yeah. line. The end of the game was a lot of rushes. Um, that went nowhere. Correct. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, two of three, nine yards. Uh, Chase Daniel, 22 of 30, 195 and a tut. No picks. With a quarterback rating of 101, I think. <sighs> 101.4. Yeah, <sighs> I know. Look at that. 
That's how you get it done. Um, rushing the football, uh, David Montgomery, 21 carries, 53 yards, only two and a half yards carry. No rushing touchdowns at all. I mean, there's only one touchdown in the game. That was Tariq Cohen on a pass from Chase Daniel uh, for the Bears. And then three straight field goals. And then a, um, a Dalvin Cook tutty at the end. Two-point attempt failed. Bears win 16-6. Um, leading receiver, Allen Robinson. Uh, seven targets, seven catches, 77 yards. <laughs> so, I mean. You know, but, another uh, flags and unforced errors uh, on the Bears in the first half. I, I mean, this, this could have been more of a trucking than it was. But, I mean, they, at one point, they had the Vikings – Punting from their own end zone, yes. but because of a stupid penalty by um, yep. Ejax, yep. they get a first down, get out to the twenty, and you know march down the field. They ended up getting nothing out of it, but it would have been uh, demoralizing for them, and then we would have gotten amazing field position. Yeah, um, on the score sheet, both teams seven penalties. Uh, Bears fifty yards, uh, Vikings sixty-eight yards. Well, I want to say, does that have it broken down by half? Because I want to say the Bears got five of those in the first half. Um, look, first half summary. There you go. Seven. Oh, they got all seven in the first half. <laughs> That's right. No flags in the second. No. Okay. None. So they tightened that shit up. They did. Um, time possession, all Bears. All Bears. Um, 35-27. Just like it looked on TV. Um, the Vikings looked inept. They looked flustered. They looked. Um, they didn't look good. That <laughs> was mean? the NFL's leading rusher for the first three weeks. Yeah. Though. Yes. Yeah. Dalvin Cook today. 30, rushing the football. 36, 38 yards, you said? 35. 14 35. carries. 14 carries, 35 yards. Yeah. Two and a half yards per carry. And that's without Roquan Smith. And without a and Akeem Hicks. Hicks, yeah, 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 and the Vikings looked inept. I mean, literally looked like, um, boy, Bears game one against the Packers. I mean, worse. They were terrible today. Kirk Cousins, twenty-seven of thirty-six, two thirty-three. His pass rating was ninety-one point six, but he had no tuts and no picks. I mean. That's a pathetic. He really didn't go anywhere with the football. It was pathetic. Yeah, he was throwing. He was. He looked like Mitch. He was just throwing. Yeah, you know, four crossing yard, routes. Yeah, little yeah. outs. Yep, yep. Checkdowns. Yep, yep, yep. He looked terrible. And if you can't, if you're the Vikings and you can't run the ball with Dalvin Cook, you're toast. Yeah, you're toast. That's it. And because they were no, missing their, they right. were missing their starting right guard today. And yeah, Mr. I mean, Viking was concerned about that. There's but. no way that they can successfully win a game if Dalvin Cook isn't running the football. Right. If you're putting because the, then, you, if, then if all you have to do is take away Diggs and Thielen. <laughs> right, and you're putting the hand you're putting the game in the hands of Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Which nobody should ever do. Well, no. I mean it right? it was very Mitch like. Yeah. Yeah. Um and they were on his ass. They were the Bears' next man up defense. Oh my Kwiatkowski God. in there. Yeah. You can only hope to contain him. My guy, my special teams and, god. And you mentioned Nick. 
Williams? He, he, no, Nick Kukowski. He gets oh, the game right, ball. Oh, right, right, right. He gets the game okay. ball today. Eight nice. tackles, one assist, nine tackles total. He got a sack for 11 yards, two tackles for loss. One quarterback hurry. Hey, why don't you win? And a forced fumble. I was going to say, why don't you give us uh, Mr. Max quote from last week when they asked him about a strip sack? Yeah. What which was his one, answer? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's my guy right there. I mean, you look at you look at the stat sheet for Khalil Mack. Yeah. One tackle, one assist, a sack and a half for 12 and a half yards, one quarterback hurry, and one forced fumble. But, I mean, like, he was... Dude, he was double teamed on every play. Oh, 100%. And still... Yeah. Still got to the quarterback. Still got that stat sheet. Like, come on. They held him. Every play. <laughs> they had no he went answer. He the ground a couple of times that it wasn't called. They had no I answer. York, I think New York called um, at halftime and said, hey, shitheads. Yeah. The stop Vi- with the, the Viking, laundry. The Vikings had no answer for Clomac. None. Like, zero. Zero. Yeah. And you know what? Surprisingly, Leonard Floyd still has not stepped up. No, right? no. I mean, he's not he terrible. Really I mean, he's not getting blown by. But it, I mean, Leonard, being on the other side of Khalil Mack should reap a lot more reward. Here's here's how I'm going to put it, Jay. He's not on the stat sheet. Wow. No tackles. No assists. Wow. Nothing. He's not on the stat sheet. And is Davis hurt? Is that? Do we know that? Because again, he we have is, not uh, heard. I haven't heard anything. Um he had. I thought he had one. He didn't carry. dress today. I thought he had one carry, but he did not. Um, no, he didn't dress. Oof. Was he? I thought he. I don't. I didn't see him inactive. No, he was inactive. Wow. He must yeah. be hurt then. He's got to be hurt. He's got to be. I mean, David Montgomery, twenty-one carries, fifty-three yards. Tariq Cohen, five carries, eleven yards. Cordero Patterson, two carries, only four yards. So. And then uh, Chase had the one RPO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ill-advised. <laughs> I saw that. That's not good. Um, in, terms of, in terms of spreading the wealth, they really did. Um, Allen Robinson, seven targets, seven catches, 77 yards, no tuts. Um, 37 so, of those on one pass? Uh, and, as, long as, 20, Dickie, as long as 25, so 25. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. There was a 37-yard pass. Who did that go to? Uh, Javon Wims. Oh, that's right, Wims. Five Wimsy. targets, four catches, fifty-six yards, long of thirty-seven. So yeah, and indicative of the bear season, that's the longest pass play from scrimmage that they've had. Correct, thirty-seven yards. Yeah, uh, David Montgomery, that's five it. targets, three catches. Uh, Trey Burton, four targets, two catches. Adam Shaheen, two for two. Uh, Anthony Miller, uh, three for two. Tree Cohen, five targets, only two catches. Well, one a, of them he, was a touchdown. He had a touchdown, right? Uh, Holtz, one for one, and Patterson, one for one. So, Pat O'Donnell, five punts, 241. Um, I'd like to see his kickoff total, but it's not on here. So, um, yeah. I mean, the Bears, I mean, that was about as dominant a performance as you're going to see, I think. They weren't very and good. And still not feel like it. And still, right? And still you know, feel like it, uh, it doesn't. It would have. I think not giving up that touchdown would have felt better. I mean, if it was sixteen nothing, I think I would have felt better about it than I did. Can now, now of course, now here's the um, the million dollar question: Is can 
Chase Daniel put you in the playoffs? That's the million-dollar question because it sounds like Mitch is going to be out for a while. We don't know. We don't know anything about how long he's going to be out or anything at this point. I'm going to say no. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, unless they can run the football. I'm going to say no, but I've got to say, him running that offense felt more comfortable than Mitch. Yes, I agree. I mean, I'm just getting up to the line, um, his body language, where yeah. he was moving the football, being able to uh, make those accurate short throws. Right. Yeah. Um, the one thing I don't so, like, the one thing I don't think Chase can do is that big play, right? Like that 40 yard completion. Like the big, the big play when you need it. I don't think Chase can do that. Right, like the end of the uh, Broncos game. Right. I don't, if Chase Daniel is quarterback, there's no shot that happens, in my opinion. I don't think that happens. Okay, playing know. devil's advocate. Sure. Do Are they in that position with Daniel? Or is he a better game manager where they don't get down to where? He might be a better game manager. What you have to do is run the football. Yeah, and what we saw at the end of the game is they could not. Uh, correct. And granted, they were missing. Let's see. Long was out. Um, and the and, and, and the Vikings defense is really good. Like they're it is pretty. Really good. They're a pretty good defense. So no, it is. So um, yeah, their defensive line. Well, and then half of their backs are good. I mean Xavier Rhodes and uh, right, right. Harrison. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, they go to London. Harry the Hitman. London next week. Against the, the Raider. Oh, wait. No, I take that back. I think they play the Saints first, and then they play the Raiders. No, I thought it was. I thought Let me double check. Next. Let me double check. All right. Um, but at the same point, um, we got bigger fish to fry than the Bears if you're a Cubs fan. Yeah. I think everybody knew it was coming, though. And um, the fact that they didn't get a deal done. Yeah, uh, prior to the season starting. Yeah, I guess so. But um, yeah, they play the they read is next week, and the Saints are after the bye week. So the question is, Jay. Now the Bears game's over, and we've we've talked about how awful the Vikings are. <laughs> um, we got bigger fish to fry. Joe Madden, apparently not the manager of the Cubs anymore. Um. I'm not a Cubs fan, so it, it kind of falls to you. What do you think? What uh, What are they going to do? I don't know. Um, this is tough for me. I I like Madden a lot. I like this vibe. I thought he's a great cat. Yep. Obviously, he got us our only World Series in 108 years. Right. Um, that being said, every manager, every um, good leader will tell you especially in professional sports that there comes a certain time when no matter how good you are and how you know wonderful the program is and how everybody's buying in and doing the best they absolutely can sometimes you just need a different voice yeah maybe and a different look and um you know if i were joe 
I would head to fucking San Diego. I would be flying out there right now, <laughs> and I would be starting to put that thing together. Well, I've got a philosophy on Joe. I think he is great for, uh, how about like Cito Gaston, right? Right. Give me these young guys um, that are excited and full of promise and hope and whatever, and I'll coach them up and um, I'll get them to believe and we'll go, you know, win the world. But then as guys mature and they, you know, they get older, maybe a little more jaded, Right. Maybe that just it doesn't hit as as true as it would have earlier on. So maybe that's the guy he is. Maybe he's the guy to come in and coach him up. But um I mean he seemed to do that in Tampa Bay. And um he right. obviously did it here. Right. I think that Padres team is ripe for it. I mean I, I see him as a better fit there than going to like let's say Philly. Right. Be- because I mean the other side of the coin of the type of coach you are then is a dusty baker right mike a guy that comes in with you know veterans and proven players and right. just says listen i'm not going to fuck with you i'm not going to get in your head i know you know how to do what you do right i'm gonna leave you alone my viewpoint is um there's a big part of me that thinks he's going to philly okay he is from the east coast he is from hazelton pennsylvania right which is more pittsburgh than philly it's True. on the more western side of the state than eastern. At the same point, um, I think that brings him back home. I think that puts him on a team that maybe his presence is the difference between winning and not winning. Maybe. Um, the point is that, like, in my humble opinion, as not a Cub fan, I'm a Sox fan, but I think Joe Madden is a better manager than just about anybody else they would bring back in for the Cubs, right? Like, clearly better than David Ross. Clearly better than just about everybody. The only person that I don't think he'd be better than would be Joe Girardi, right? Yeah. So if they bring in Joe Girardi, well, then you're taking things on a completely different level, in my opinion, right? Well... It's going to be a different voice. It's going to be much more of a red yeah. ass. Yes. It's going to be. Um, That's what they. And then that may be a what lot they more need. Old school, but less they, analytic. But they won a World Series with him. <laughs> like, it's like, I mean, how much different a voice do you need, right? Like, it's like when Ozzy left the White Sox, right? It's mm-hmm. like, like, how much is it talent or is it voice? Because the Cubs have the talent, like th- that roster is is pretty damn good. Yeah, but and you know, and we we joke about um, you know Spiegel talking about baseball magic, right? Right. right. But that twenty sixteen year, there was, and I mean, and you can tie this to the Bears last year. There was no injuries. No. That's true. At all. There were none. And that never happens. It's it rare. It never happens. It's rare. It's rare. So, yeah. to be rare. To be rare. Um, yeah. So, the fact that, you know, they, they remained successful and Theo did what he said he was going to do. He was going to build a winning tradition. He was right. going to build a team that could go to the playoffs every year. And right. they did for five years in a row, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, this is the first one that they didn't. So, 
it's a, it's Am I going to say that I'm not disappointed? I mean, it's really starting to feel like the 85 Bears. <laughs> I mean, I already I had hope two other rings planned. I mean, I hope it doesn't. But I mean, I, th- I thought they would win three World Series in five years. I really did. Yep. So, Jason, who's going to replace him? What's the call? What do you think? Um, I don't know, man. I do like the Joe Girardi fit. Yeah, um, I think I think he's a big fit. Uh, but if it really is Theo and Jed and new baseball, right? Maybe they put David Ross down there as the figurehead. I mean, how and, anal- and analytic the fuck out of it? You know, don't let him make right. any decisions. <laughs> Which is unfortunate, but I I, but I don't know if. Yeah, if you, if, if you bring David Ross in and you just go, okay, just whatever our analyst guys tell you, that's what yeah. you're going to do. Yep. Here's your clipboard. This is all the data that you need. <laughs> but Follow I can't, it. But I can't imagine a, any major league team, much less um, the Cubs, would do that, right? Like, that doesn't make sense. But at the same point. I mean, he's got a rapport with these guys. Yeah, they respect. But how them. much? How much does that change if he's the boss? Right. Like, how much does that yeah. change? No, but I don't know. I, I it would all be speculation on my part. Right. He seems like a guy that would be, could be able to turn it on and turn it off. You know, yeah. as far as yes. if he had to be a hard ass or right. he had to give tough. Yep. But I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I think I think it's going to be Girardi, but I, yeah. I mean, I don't think any of the bench coaches are no candidates. No, no, none of them. I mean, David Martinez why, would have been the one, but that's why you're a fucking bench. That's why you're a fucking bench coach. A fucking bench coach. <laughs> that's right. And that's why you'll never be a manager. <laughs> that's right. Um, my guess. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm going to guess Girardi, but I mean, there. Uh, it almost I, seems too on the nose. It seems it? way too obvious. <laughs> Like, but knowing Theo the way we know him, right? He's already had this plan, right? He's he's if he knew he wasn't bringing Joe back, I mean, he obviously let's say Joe wins the World Series this year, right? If that would have happened, right? He obviously could have downshifted and said, "Hey, or, sorry," or even if they made the playoffs. Yeah, I think it would have had to have been it. They would have had to have make it had to have made it to the championship series. Think so. I think so. If they make the playoffs, you don't think Joe would be back? No. Okay. I don't think that's good enough. I, mean, I think that that's what they that's what they said last year. Yeah. That you know, getting to the first round of the playoffs isn't who we are anymore. Right. I mean, that would have kept Cub fans ecstatic for two years. Oh, of course. Oh yeah. Prior for sure. And then you um, know, I mean, just uh, getting bounced in the first round. Hey, we made it though. Oh, we yeah. won the division. Oh, my God. Like, yay. I got to buy gear. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> got to sell some T-shirts. Um, so the Bears, uh, go back to the Bears for a minute. Um, they are minus, they are five and a half point favorites uh, against the Raiders in in, uh, in lovely London. And where do they play? Wembley? Uh, Tottenham. Uh, the, you told me that. the new Tottenham I think you tell me this every week. Yeah, the new Tottenham Stadium that is a yeah. pitch, and then they pull the pitch back yes. to have a football field. Um, you know my friend Earl Bennett? Uh-huh. Would have called to tell me this on the phone, but I'm not sure that he had the time, so he tweeted <laughs> it out instead. Yeah. 
But he said, Chase Daniel fits this system better than Mitch. He's a rhythm passer with good vision and understands coverage as well. He's not I've seen this situation before as a player. He's, He's not, not as talented as Mitch, yeah. but a better fit, no doubt. The one Just thing watch him. I think we touched on earlier was that, um, is that Mitch um, is not a, um, or I should say uh, Chase, not Mitch, but Chase is not a big play guy. Right. If you need a manager, yeah. uh, Chase Daniel 100% probably manages a game better than Mitch does, but if you well, want that that quote unquote that play, I don't think Chase has it in him. So if you're going to break down, you break it down into a cliche phrase. You would say he will never win a game for you, but he most likely will not lose one for you. Yeah, but that uh, we talked about it last week was that's Mitch. You're not winning any games because of Mitch in the last. The season so far, you're winning them because I don't know if he didn't fuck it up. Oh, see, right? I think. Well, I don't know. I mean, his his play was so poor in spots that he had to do good things to get out of it, right? Yeah, that part's true. Yeah, I mean. Like not being able to move the ball at all. Yeah, I mean the single biggest. And today thing there was two fourteen yard. I'm sorry, two fourteen play drives that were seven minutes plus. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, in the first dri- half, two drives yeah. took a quarter. Yes. True. Hundred percent true. And you weren't getting that with Mitch. No. No. No, no, no. But when you, the thing about Mitch versus Chase is that when, like, like I said, when you need that play, quote unquote, mm-hmm. that play, I think Mitch can give you that. I don't think Chase can. I think Chase can manage a game better than Mitch, but mm-hmm. when you need that play in big air quotes, right? I think right. Mitch is better at that. I think Mitch is better at making the play. Whereas Chase is better as a manager of a game, 100%. Right. And I guess what I'm saying is maybe with Chase, you don't get into a a position where you need that play. Right. Yes. So I don't know. Yep. Yep. We'll see what happens next week. I mean, again, they're in London. They've got to sign a quarterback this week. Yeah. Yeah. They got to do something. If if Mitch is officially dead, if his left shoulder is toast, then yeah, they got to do something. They certainly have to do something. Please tell me that the phone uh, is disconnected to Mike Glennon. Maybe it's Joe Madden. Maybe that's who they uh, bring up. <laughs> is there a quarterback there? Maybe not. Um, but, <laughs> um, I mean, who, who's on the street? Who's out there that... Uh, that's a great question. Um, Adam Johns, who covers the Bears for, uh, I forget who he works for now. He works for the Athletic. Athletic, great. I think. Perfect. They work for the Athletic. Yeah, Hogan Johns do a podcast that um, I try he, to catch weekly. He just said um, two things. They interviewed uh, Nagy after the game. They asked Nagy. about Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith, the quote was from Matt Nagy, quote, it's completely a personal matter, and I'm going to leave it at that. End quote. That's about Roquan Smith. Okay. Um, Matt Nagy on Trubisky said, uh, "Doesn't uh, Coach Matt Nagy does not doesn't provide more info on Trubisky's left shoulder, 
but Anthony Miller earlier likened it to the shoulder issue he dealt with, colon, a dislocation. So I'm guessing he probably had his left shoulder dislocated. Okay. Um, right, and then pop back in. And they could or could not pop it back in. Who knows? My guess is he's not going to play in London. That's my guess, right? So right. they have to go out and get somebody to bring in to be the third guy or, or backup or whatever they have to do. They yeah, there is no something. Third. Cordell Patterson's your third guy right now. Oh, it's my guy. So they got to go find somebody. Yeah. Um, but again, or wait, do they just do they grab the kid from uh, Northwestern? Is he on the practice squad? Uh, that I don't know. Okay. That I'm not sure of. Um, but they got to do something because I mean the Raiders need a veteran, and the Raiders aren't very good. To be fair, to be fair, yeah, they're, they're not very good. Um, but they're gonna have to do something to have a quarterback in case Chase Daniel gets hurt. Clearly, yeah. Um, because two uh, quarterback sneaks in a row, I was <laughs> right, like, "Are right. you fucking kidding me with right. this?" Yeah, yeah. But they ended up getting a touchdown off that drive, so I they did. Yeah, I mean, you you I can fault them all you want, but they ended up getting the uh, getting the tut. So, um, see if you can guess. Uh huh. Who tweeted this? Go. Joe Madden has handled this entire lame duck season with. A grace, comfort, and class that is simply unmatched in my sports recollection. This is very this very much includes today. Remarkable, memorable public maturity as a leader. Um I'm going to guess Paul Sullivan. You know, Sully is a good guess, but uh-huh. that was uh Maddie Spiegel. Oh wow, Maddie. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean as we talked earlier, I can't I'm not 100% on board with the firing of Joe Madden. Um, no. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I didn't want to blow it up. It doesn't sound right to me. Not to say it's not right, not to say that they're making the incorrect decision necessarily, but it just sounds to me like they're selling Joe Madden short. I think one more season with the. Um, with the crew they have without all the drama with like, like, you know, like preseason set the roster, get rid of Addison Russell or whatever you got to do. But, um, without all the drama surrounding their roster, I think Joe Madden would have been fine. Yeah. I think you're right. You know, playoff, playoff maybe, I don't know, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, the pitching staff is, it seems short. Still the question mark. It just seems it just seems like all, anything that happened during the season isn't necessarily Joe's fault. That's what it sounds like to me. You know, like it doesn't yeah. sound like anything. No, no, no. I agree a hundred percent. And like I said at the top, I love Joe. Right, right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, I think but, he's going to be. Um, a, I mean, I'm not completely surprised. No, I'm not surprised either. Not at all. But it just kind of, I'm just like, God, you know, I don't think that's the right move. It doesn't yeah, sound, it doesn't I mean, feel like Theo the right do move. this with Tito. Yeah, like when, like when the Sox got rid of Ozzy, it, like, it kind of felt like, okay, he wore out his welcome three years or so after. 
all right, fine. I get right. it. I get it. Right. But Joe never seemed like he wore out his welcome at all. Um, and I'm not saying they lost because of him, but there were extenuating circumstances. Right. Like Bryant got hurt. Rizzo got hurt. Uh, your bullpen was shit. Like utter crap. And that's not Joe's fault in the end. Right. I don't think. Right, right. That's just Contreras a person, was hurt a for a significant amount of time. Yeah, I mean, it's just, there. There seems to be extenuating circumstances where losing Joe might be the wrong move on your part, especially if he yeah. goes to a National League team, especially if he goes to the Phillies, because they're yeah, like they're the Phillies are have the talent. It seems yeah, like I they mean, do, but they're just missing quote unquote that. Like they're missing that, and Joe may give them that. To make them win. And I don't no, think it's true. Yeah, and I don't think that I think the Mets can come on can Pete Alonso hit fifty two bombs again. I don't think so. <laughs> right? Like, eh, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. So Braves are gonna be good. Phillies if with Madden can maybe contend for the division, but definitely can contend for a wild card. They just need that something. A Gabe Kapler is Gabe Kapler, right? Like Going from Gabe Kapler to Joe Madden is a huge upgrade in my book. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But, oh, jeez. Oh, hello. Oh, yeah. boy. Hello. That stinks. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, and, again, I, I, there's a part of me that thinks Joe Girardi should be the coach of this team. But mm-hmm. eh, I'm like, eh. They're all pointing to um, to Grandpa. Yeah, I'm like I don't. I, he can't be the answer to what the I problem don't think is, so. right? Yeah, he can't be. And on the south side of town, would be a company guy. Yeah, and on the south side of town, we got a we got a batting champ. <laughs> on the south side of town, Tim Anderson, yeah, is your American League batting champion, which is crazy to me. Like they just uh, whatever. Okay, that's outstanding. He had like two sixty nine last year, and this year wins a batting title. Um, well. And then, oh shit! You know what I got to check for is the um, the RBI run because Jose was first for a while, and Twitter is not being uh, your friend responsive to my RBI needs. So let me go here. Go ahead. While you were looking for that, I'm going to share another Mr. Maddie Spiegel idea with you. Go ahead. The idea of a Cubs package that essentially mm-hmm. trades two years of Chris Bryant for one year of both Mookie Betts and Jackie Bradley Jr. No. Is intriguing. It is. 2-1 Mr. Matthew Spiegel. Um, boy, I don't know. I mean, I don't think Boris is going to let Bryant sign here. I just don't. Unless they pay him. Well, I, I mean, Boris is all about the money, so... Yeah, but he's also about leverage. That's not, also true. And yeah. not letting, you know, making somebody overpay to go somewhere else. Right, right, I agree. Um, your RBI race is over. Uh, Jose okay. Abreu, victorious, I believe. Really? Yeah. So you're batting champion and your RBI champion <laughs> team on that a won team that... 74 wins, question mark? Wow. Let me double check that. Uh, 72 wins coming into, t- nope, 72 wins total. That's right. 
that adds so a you're telling me you need more than two talented players on a baseball team. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. That's right. And more than one talented pitcher as well. That also comes in handy. Because, yeah, they won 72 yeah. games, which is an improvement over last year. Don't get me wrong, but eh, not, the, not the season you want. The one thing that's weird is the American League had 300 win teams, which is crazy to me. Yankees, the Twins, and the Astros all won over 100 games. Dodgers won 106 games. So it's kind of nuts to me. But um, we'll see what happens. You know, it's like... (laughs) The National League uh, wildcard game, which is on Tuesday, pits the Milwaukee Brewers at the Washington Nationals. Yep. That's game. That's the playing game for the National League. Uh, Mr. Rhodes uh, texted me that before we started the cast yeah. and told me that uh, the Nats are throwing Scherzer and uh, oh yeah, no, that's done deal. And the Brewers are going to throw one guy per inning for now. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Wednesday is the American League playing game. It is the Tampa Bay Rays at the Oakland Athletics. So. Mm. Um, We'll see what happens there. I mean, if Mike Fires' beard is pitching, then the oh, athletics have no shot at all. None. None. Zero. Zero. <laughs> no That's not whatsoever. a thing. Uh, no, no, no. They're, no. Uh, they're not going to win a damn thing. No. Um, Your so, baseball expert, Bruce Levine, says uh, you Darvish isn't going to opt out of his $81 million deal. <laughs> that is owed to him over the next four years because... And this is from the mouth of our good friend, you. My wife and kids like Chicago, and especially my kids the, love uh, the Cubbies. The, uh, <laughs> the analysis by Bruce Levine right there. Boo. That's getting it done. Um, Isn't it? It is. It totally is. Um, so our picks, Jay, since we're uh, – let's rotate off of uh, the baseball since it's done. I'll start. With my picks, college football four and one, nice, killed it. The only you, one I yes. had was, unfortunately, Virginia did not cover against the the Irish, but I had every other one. I had Washington minus ten and a half. I had Oklahoma minus twenty seven and a half. I had Ohio State minus seventeen, and the Wildcats Northwestern plus twenty four and a half. Four and one. Coach also four and one. Nice. He had uh, Huskies minus 10.5, Notre Dame minus 12.5, Oklahoma minus 12, uh, excuse me, 27.5, Ohio State minus 17. He did not. He had Wisco minus 24.5. Yeah. Northwestern hung in there. And you were uh, two and three? Yeah. You had, you had Washington. I caught minus- a beating. My, my only, I told you this, my only non dog yeah. that I took War, out dogs. of that group That's right. was, was a dog. Legit dog. Huskies. Uh, 10.5. Uh, and you had Northwestern plus 24 and a half also a win. But to the NFL, Jay, this is where the uh, the butter churns, so to speak. 0-5. Lindy, yeah. Lindy 0-5. Uh, yeah. Uh, not a, a good week. Nah, it's a bad luck. That's right. Not a good week for me. I lost them all. I had Minnesota plus two, Washington plus three, uh, Chiefs minus six and a half, Patriots minus seven, Arizona plus five. All losses. 
every last never one get of them. Never bet against the beloved, my friend. Correct, my friend. That's what I get. Uh, Jason, three and two in the NFL. You had the Bears minus two, Giants minus three, and the Seahawk minus five. So I had a 50-50 weekend? You had exactly 50-50. Coach nice. was two and three for a total of six wins on the week. Hey! Uh, you had the Bears minus two and the Giants minus three. So uh, I was four and six. Coach was six and four. You were 500. All so right. Well, congrats to the coach. We're just hovering there. Way to, way to rebound from last week. That's right. That's right. Um... So now we got to talk about internet things we love, Jay. Um, last Friday was a ginormous week for music releases. Yes, it was. It was crazy nuts. Um, do you have any picks from last weekend? Because there was a there's a so many to mention. It was, it was uh, out of control. I'm gonna hit you with uh, Beatles Abbey Road 50 years. Correct. And the release of Liam Gallagher's solo album. Well, clearly, clearly oh, yeah. those two things are the the prime. And there choices. are other ones, um, but I didn't want to step on them for you. So, um, music releases I wasn't big on because I'm too busy listening to the country music documentary by Ken Burns. Ah, there you go. So I have not, the coach told everybody about correct before it came out. Um, PBS has them for free on their website, uh, www.pbs.org. If you want to check them out, they're right there for you. Um, about halfway through, I am at the point where, uh, nitty gritty dirt band recorded. Will the circle be unbroken in Nashville? And Roy Acuff wanted nothing to do with it <laughs> until, um, his peep said, you know, you might want to go over there and check it out. And he showed up and um, <laughs> a bunch, like he just, I, I'm not going to say he ripped them because that's inaccurate, but he's like, all right, if you're going to do this, we're going to do it this way. <laughs> and and the title track, Will the Circle Be Unbroken, was originally a Carter family song. And uh, Mother Maybell was there on site, and they just ran it. Like just everybody in the in the studio sung on it, and everybody showed up. Like once people got the word of what was happening, yeah, that it got the blessing. Yeah, everybody from Roy. Up. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of the things from the first half of the episodes. The biggest thing was they showed video of Johnny Cash. On the Pete Seeger show, okay, you remember that? Uh, Apparently, Pete, Pete Seeger had a show. All right, where he was Folky from back in the day. He was so tweaking on meth, Johnny Cash, that he could not sit still. Really, he ended up having his. He took his shoes off at the end of the interview. Like he couldn't. He couldn't stay focused. He couldn't stay still. He's rubbing his head. He's doing It was that. crank, not coke, you're saying. It was methamphetamine. Yeah. 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 And one other thing I learned was that uh, Hank Williams died in his car on the way to a gig, and I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, man. I had no idea. In Ohio. Um, yeah. I mean. Kind of like the Bonnie Scott. 
If you haven't I mean, essentially watched, froze to death. If you have not watched this yet, you gotta get on this. Like it's yeah. It is ridiculously off the charts good. As everything Ken Burns has done, right? The Civil War doc was awesome, the baseball doc was awesome. And again, you don't have to like country music to no, like this thing. No, it's no, about, no. It's right. It's history. It's Americana. It's right, interesting right. stories. Right. It's it's about America. Yeah, man. It's not America. Like they told the story of Charlie Pride, who who was a huge country artist in the sixties and seventies, and he's black. And they took him on tour. Like nobody at the record label said anything about him being black. They just recorded him and then put it out. They never said a word. They didn't show a photo, anything. So he's on this, you know, back in the day, they had these grandstanding tours where it'd be like six six acts on one tour, right? And Charlie Pride walks on stage and the crowd's cheering like, let's bring it on, Johnny, you know, Charlie Pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's clapping. Yeah. And then as soon as he walks on stage, dead silence. Nobody yeah. claps. Nobody says anything. And then Charlie goes, I know y'all wondering about, you know, me singing country music with this permanent tan. And then everybody starts laughing. And then it's like, okay, he, he, they, you know, he got a way to let them in. Yeah. And then he performed and then he killed it. And then everybody was like, oh, well, who gives a shit if he's black? And that was the thing. Like he had like something like 30 top 10 hits or some crazy amount of hits. So if you haven't if you have not checked out that doc, it's on PBS again, www.pbs.org. It is a hundred percent there. It is a hundred percent awesome. I'm at uh, I'm halfway through. I'm at the point where the the nitty gritty dirt band recorded at RCA Studio A, and Roy Cuff Cuff just showed up. (laughs) Like like, okay, great. Hey y'all, Roy Cuff's here and he's pissed. He is not Um, happy, (laughs) but. To his credit, he's like, "Yeah, okay, here if we go. Gonna we're going to do this. This is the way to do it, right?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Okay," and everybody's like, "Let's go." And then they hit record, and they did. Will the circle be unbroken? With like, I, I want to say Bill Monroe, Roy Acuff, Mother Maybell, the Carter, the rest of the Carter family that was there. Like all the three daughters were there. So amateurs, basically, is what you're saying. <laughs> right, right, yeah. People no, no talent hacks. Yeah, next man up type situation. <laughs> That's right. Next man up. Yeah, so uh, replacements. Oh, yeah. Least, yeah. Um, Sturgill Simpson's got the new album. It was nuts. Um, the music releases Friday were nuts. I know. Mickey and the Motor Cars put out a single. Yeah. Noel Gallagher put out something that I kind of wish he hadn't. And then um, last Sunday, I think we talked about it on the previous podcast, but Reckless Kelly were great. I saw them. They were great. Yes, you did. Um, yeah. And I took did. my ticket in beer they, money and purchased uh, the Millican Deluxe Edition. <laughs> pressing of the vinyl album. Yeah, I bought um, Millican, the vinyl. My, my wife bought it. My wife bought herself a T-shirt and then got me the vinyl. Yay. And then um, <laughs> it was crazy because um, I didn't think they were going to play. They were just going to play the hits, right? 
It's a Sunday night in Bloomington. I'm like, man, eh, you know. Greatest hits package. They're just going to for a paycheck. Exactly. And they played uh, Windfall by Sunvolt. <laughs> and I I was literally, I'm, I'm not even joking here, I was literally the only person as soon as the first four notes hit went nuts. You're <laughs> screaming. I am screaming. And everybody you else is exactly like, what it was. And everybody else is looking at me like I'm, mm-hmm. like I'm the dumb fuck. It was great. <laughs> did you guys blow right out of there, or did you stick around to see if they came out? Uh, we after they were done and they turned the house lights on, we blew out. Yeah, because yeah. Kim had to. You know, my wife had to be at work, and so sure, we, we blew out. But I get they it. were great. They were great. The lead guitar player was from uh, Turnpike Troubadours. He was fantastic. He's really good. I mean, maybe not. It was not better than necessarily. not quite the executioner, right? Not better than David Abeda, but certainly different, mm-hmm. uh, different right. style of playing guitar. Um, and he had a. Um, now is he not, just filling in while Turnpike's on, like hiatus? I don't or? know. That's a good question. I don't know. Okay. David Abeda's done. I know that. Right. At least yeah. on the road. So they're finding they had one guitar player. I forget where he was from before, but this guy, but uh, the current guy is from Turnpike Troubadours. Mm-hmm. He had a not today Satan shirt on. Which is funny to me. Okay. We, we we laughed about it. Um, we did. And then pregame, I went to Elroy's, which is up the street, which you will, which you have vowed never to go to again. Yeah, dirty I, lines, yeah. dirty draft lines yeah, I just, that I always get sick from. Yeah, I just had a beer, so I, mainly because I had to go to the washroom, but I went there and had a beer, and then whatever. And I think the bass player was up there. It looked just like him. And I thought for yeah, a minute. You said you thought you saw Cody too. I thought it was Cody, but it's not. It was not Cody. Okay. So. Uh, Get right, the Cody. <laughs> this one's for Cody. Blam. Um, but they were great. They were they were outstanding. And um, I'm looking forward to my next Castle Theater show. I don't know when it's going to be, but I'm sure we'll find one. I have one. to hit that one. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. Yeah, and I saw John Moreland the night before. That's right. How was John uh, Moreland? I top drawer. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. It was uh, what was weird for me. It was my first solo show ever. Right. Uh, concert experiences for me are always like a um, a group thing. Where, right. You know, it's a shared experience. Yep. But um, yeah, I went alone, and uh, there were plenty of seats. You could sit down and kind of just chill. Um, now that theater, you said. Um, you hinted at that it was the same place we saw Isbol. Is that not true? Or is it a different yeah, place? no, it is. It's the old Limelight, okay. Um, okay. which was like a rock warehouse. Yes, absolutely. And it was a warehouse. still is kind of set up that way. Okay. Um, but what they did is they cut it in half with a curtain. Okay. And then they set up like 250 chairs, and nice. then they put some tables in the back, some okay. high tables with some high stools, right. and then there's stools and things along the wall. So there was only about 75 people there. Oh, that's unfortunate. Which, yeah, which would have bummed me out as an artist. Um, it was a cool setup because he had um, a guy that is in his touring band uh, that's his kind of lead guitar player, piano player, Yep. Um, open for him. Oh, nice. And then he sat out there and did about, I don't know, 65% of the set with him. Just, right. you know, doing some fill-ins. Right. I could not believe this guy didn't harmonize with them, though, because that's, that's all I wanted to do. Right. I just wanted to sit there and sing harmony parts. She just raised your hand. She just went, hey, I'll right? harmonize with you if you want me to. <laughs> uh, I'll do that if you want me to. Yeah, exactly. No, it, it's even worse than that. I, um, I rerun. 
I rerun the uh, the concert. I recorded it. You through, did. Uh, through headphones yep. that uh, the that Sennheiser headphones, with, yeah, yeah, Sennheiser headphones that are supposed to record exactly what you hear, right? And it seemed to be pretty pretty true to that. Although um, I recorded them flat, and I think next time I will uh, add a little something extra to it, right? Because it 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 was truly flat. It um, it was like legit flat, reverb, but it sounded a little thin. <laughs> right. Yeah, it needed a little bass. It needed a little something. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But I did catch myself listening back to it. I couldn't contain myself, and I and I do sing along a couple of times, all the time. So, oh yeah, yeah. No, there's no way I could do what you did because I sing yeah, on every song. Yeah, it was song. really hard. Yeah, so, like, especially um, for Reckless Kelly, that was not going to happen. There's no way I would ever be quiet. But see, that's the thing. I I knew I wanted to share it with you guys, so I'm like, I don't want to ruin it for them. But right. uh, but at the same point, you're just like, Fuck. there's a couple of times where I'm just like, no. And now I listen yeah. back to it and go, yeah, I sang live with Tom Marlin. Yeah, cool. You want to hear it? Totally here did. it is. Here it is. It's right here. I hit the harmony. <laughs> here you go. Bam. <laughs> Wait, are you the flat one? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's thanks. me. I'm, I'm the flat thanks one. Thanks for that. Great. Thanks. Thanks for pointing No, but it was out. weird because, I mean, I normally go and it's, you know, five or six beers and sure. you're in and it's all, yeah. Yep. And, yep. But, yep. you know, this was get in, had two beers, out, drove home. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you get it. Stop Taco Bell. <laughs> Great, awesome. On the way back. Nom, nom, yeah, nom, it nom, was nom. Uh, it was kind of an adult uh, concert experience. Yeah, I've, I've done solo before. I, I saw Will every time. I saw Wilco but. solo once at the Vic. Yeah, uh, I bought tickets the night before because I thought they were sold out, and I'm like, well, you know, I have tomorrow off. Oh. Let me look, and bam, sure enough, they had a ticket, so I'm like, in, and then I just kind of went by myself, but. Uh, Wilco, by the way, coming three shows to Chicago. One, only one soul, uh, show is sold out. Hmm. So we, we may have to investigate the other two. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, my concert buying experience is going to require me selling gear. Oh, boy. So um, oh boy. I'm going to need to sell some pedals before. Sure. Just get the ticket. Jason Shirley got Wilco ticket. Uh, clock on the wall. Clock on the wall, Jason. Oh, Bears. it's that time. It is that time. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening Bears. to this episode of It's That Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash it's that pod. You can find us on Twitter. I am at Triple Indies. Jason is at J the Letter. Oh, the letter. Sleet Shirley. Uh, you can email us, joe at itsthatpodcast.com or jason at itsthatpodcast.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and now Alexa just by saying, hey, Alexa, play It's That Podcast through the playing app. Rate, review, and subscribe. And we want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. Oh, oh boy. Listening to this episode of It's That Podcast. Fuck the Packers. Fuck the Packers. Fuck the Packers. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.